Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Off to a great start. Rollins, why don't you go ahead? Thank you. I always go first. <laughs> oh, always? I didn't know Four that was... episodes! Is that something that we ever agreed upon? Well, it's... Did Rollins- you just, like, notice the, the pattern of things it and is- think that was just the way things were? It is Rollins. What, I'm not allowed to speak first? It is Rollins What, my voice doesn't have value? So the order we I, I propose. <laughs> I... You did not... You said nothing. We were thinking, what, 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 what are we going to name our podcast? I propose. What about something simple like Rollins and, and Sam, Sam watch too, too much TV? I proposed your name went first yes. because I love and care about you as a friend and collaborator. I don't know about Thank you. you. I love you too. Thanks. Thanks. But do you care about me as a friend and collaborator? I care about Not you so, so sure. much. You don't value my voice enough to maybe let me speak first every once in a while. Okay. Maybe on the fifth episode, I can go first on the here intro. Is, maybe here's my reasoning. the audacity of me <laughs> to think that maybe I could speak. Sorry. Sorry that- Continue with the intro, Master Rollins. I'm- Rollins watches too much TV with Sam. Whoa. That's how whoa. I feel right now. Whoa, whoa, whoa. This so is that's not, how we're starting this is not out this RuPaul's episode that I was so time. excited about. <laughs> Sorry, I interrupted your RuPaul joke. This is not RuPaul's What's the Tea with Michelle Massage. That's, what I'm <laughs> that's a pretty you. good joke. <laughs> Thank you. You want to you want to restart? I'm sorry, we got off we got off on the wrong. Yes, foot. I would like to restart, but I would like you to go first. Are you? Are you sure? You can go first. Nope. We kind of have like a pattern going, I guess. And it is called oh, Rollins. Oh, and now you're using my defense for the early... I'm just <laughs> trying to be nice because I know we're both excited to talk we're about what we're going to talk but about please today. please go ahead. Please go ahead. <laughs> my name... My name is Sam. And uh, I'm Heather Gay's future sugar baby. I'm Rollins, and just like my pioneer ancestors, I'm a grandpa MFR. <laughs> and, and you're, you're listening, listening to. to. Yep, you're not watching. This isn't a video <laughs> podcast yet. One day. Ding, ding, ding. Dong, ding. ding. <laughs> too, too much, much TV. TV. Okay, we did it. We did an we intro. Did it. Wow, two and a half minutes. <laughs> so, uh, if you can't guess by our lovely introductions, we. It's time. It's fucking time. We've been waiting for it. We've been talking about it. We've been teasing it. We've been. This has been a journey since November. We've made some promises that we're absolutely not following through with. January movie club is canceled, guys. (laughs) (laughs) We're uh, not talking about Soul. We're not talking about Ninety. I haven't even. Jen Shaw's not coming. Jen Shaw's not coming. I haven't even watched Wendy Williams the movie. I haven't watched it yet. I don't care anymore. Sorry, Wendy. Wendy Williams is canceled to me. She is? What did she do? I'm done with her spreading rumors about Tupac having AIDS. Is she still talking about Tupac having AIDS? No, but she did. That is bad. I'm done with her spreading being mean to Whitney Houston. No, but respect Whitney. And I was done about her accusing every male celebrity of being gay in the 90s. Oh, yeah, that is kind of problematic. Rush Limbaugh died and I'm ready to be bold. (laughs) Are we talking about that today? Our no, today Rush? we're talking about the Real Housewives of Salt Lake yep. City. <laughs> Rushing right past that. Rush. <laughs> the Real Housewives of Salt Lake City, Utah. It's been five weeks, and finally, we're going to talk about it. 
I words ca- cannot describe. You're a little speechless right now. I am, and that's hard when you have to do a, a podcast where it's all audio. Yeah, we have to speak. We have to speak. Yep. So here's <laughs> here's where I begin. Yeah, September 2020. Okay, we're we're going back. We're, you know how like in Salt Lake they go. Yeah, it's the, like that. Imagine me like walking backwards rewind, in my rewind. car, flashback, going flashback. crazy, and like a bird flying. Previously back. unseen footage. Exactly. Oh yeah, never before seen. And I hear that there is going to be a new Housewives franchise. Uh oh. And I hadn't watched Housewives since I was about twelve years old. Mm-hmm. Maybe thirteen. But I heard it was a real Housewives of Salt Lake City. And that piqued your interest. And I went, Mormon shit. Mormon shit. And I went, I need this in my life. So this might be some important background information to at least my experience. But um, I don't know if you know this. I love Mormon people. Really? I adore them. What about them? I went to high school uh, in Oregon. In Go the Portland metro area. Let's go beeves. <laughs> Come on, beeves. My family was a beaver house. Raiders! Let's go durs. <laughs> Let's go. Got a rep now that I'm an alumnus. Of course. So in my high school, being next to Utah in Oregon, there were quite a lot of Mormon people. Mm-hmm. And Mormon people, I'm going to make a generalization. Love after school activities. They love the arts. Theater. They participate like nobody's business. They love theatrics. So I did theater in high school. You probably can't tell. (laughs) (laughs) What? Um, And there were quite a lot of Mormon people in my theater department. And a lot of the Mormon mothers would volunteer to help out with the plays and they would work on costumes and bring in food for us in between shows. Sweeties. And I developed the most lovely friendships with these women. They were incredible. Miss Becky, Miss Lynn, Miss Lichtenstein. They're probably not listening. I hope they're not listening because this is an explicit podcast. Definitely. Um, and I would be ashamed of myself <laughs> if you three heard the things that I was saying right now. But I love you so, so much. They were like my mothers away from my mom in high school. My Mormon moms. I could always count on them. I could always come to them. Mm-hmm. Beautiful, beautiful people. I've had meals in their homes. Ugh, I love them. I love their families. So when I heard that there was going to be a Real Housewives, a show that I'd watched with my mom when my mom had it on, mm-hmm. a show that I'd appreciated from afar. I loved Carolyn in Caroline uh, Real Lanzo, Housewives Queen of New of Jersey. She was my absolute favorite. You and your Christmas pageant dress. You and your Christmas pageant dress. But besides that, I didn't, I didn't really know about Housewives. I didn't really think about Housewives. It wasn't my favorite show, but when I heard that there were going to be Mormons mm-hmm. on Housewives, you knew I had to watch it. Yeah. So it was that announcement of Salt Lake City Housewives. And then I also watched this YouTube compilation called Lisa Rinna Owning Real Housewives. And it was just all of these um, edited clips of all of just Lisa Rinna's fights from Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. Nice. And I was like, okay, I need to, before Salt Lake, I think I need a little context. Oh, so you decided you were going to go back. So from September 2020 until November 2020, when Salt you Lake City- You went hard. 
I watched by that time about uh, 15 seasons of The Housewives. 15 seasons. And now I'm at about 25 or 26. Oh. Like, like I watch a ton of TV. <laughs> like, both of us watch a ton of TV. But can you just repeat that number for everybody? I watched about 25 or 26 seasons of The Real Housewives. <laughs> You're a freak. Like, okay. So, Housewives of Beverly Hills, seasons 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10. And then Dallas, one, two, three, four, five. And then Potomac, one, two, three, four, five. Salt Lake, one. New York, seven. Okay, so more like 18. Folks, she did the math. I think that's it. Yes. 18 is still quite an impressive number <laughs> of seasons of Housewives to watch in half a year. Yeah, and it's been great because I realized that this show... They're all performing. Mm-hmm. All it's the, the highest form of drama currently on television <laughs> in America. And I think what Housewives thrives the most on is taking something utterly ridiculous. Something meaningless. And creating the biggest fight out of it in the entire world. An entire arc. And Eight episodes. That is why. Out of You Smell Like Hospital. That is why. That <laughs> is why. Housewives of Salt Lake sucked me in day one. It has the best arcs, the best fights, the best random drama of any season I've ever seen. So we are introduced to these women, and I think we need to quickly just go one by one and let's give our and talk about impressions, snap judgments. Yeah, our first impressions of all these powerful women. And we're just gonna go order of the intro, which I think I can remember by heart. Go for it, Jen Shaw. I am Queen B and MVP. I love Jen Shaw. Jen Shaw is a powerful woman. Jen Shaw, she can be Jen Shaw, friend terrifying. of the pod. Friend of the Jen Shaw pod. is a friend of the pod. She has posted a photo of me on her Instagram story. Damn. She commented on my an Instagram post of mine. Happy damn, New damn, Year. Damn. Happy New Year. Ugh. She was invited to be a guest today and she uh, did not accept. She did not respond. <laughs> uh, Meredith did not respond. Lisa did not accept. Heather did not accept. Granted, all of these women, most of these women, have been pretty nice to us on social media. And they're busy. Yeah, they are busy women and they've taken time or their publicists have taken time out of their days to share videos of our faces and for that we are very appreciative. Of course. And... uh. I don't know about you, but I got a pretty large ego boost from that. Oh my God. They, like, I hate being this type of person, but this is probably, like, the most famous people I've interacted with. Oh, definitely. It's weird. Like, I feel like I've, like, talked to a lot of people who've had, like, celebrity encounters. Sure. Or, like, these celebrity meeting experiences, and I never had that. And this is the closest I've ever gotten, and that is freaky deaky to me. Yeah. How reachable these people are, because we watch them on TV. And keeping it low key, but one of them might send us something. We can't talk about. We can't talk about that. We can't talk <laughs> about that. Moving on. Jen Shaw snap reaction. Who Jen Shaw initially? You knew she was gonna bring the drama to Salt Lake. The firecracker. Um, but you also knew that there was something deeper going on behind that tough shell. She is a multi-layered, multi-complicated. Queen B and MVP. Smart. I think that is the thing we really learn about Strikingly her smart. throughout the season is that Socially, she, she is a genius. She's very smart and she's very she has a way with she's words. She's strategic. She's pretty bad at apologizing. She something you will learn about Jen Shaw 
even through the reunion, Jen Shaw cannot apologize. She's learning. But episode one, she brings the biggest, just greatest drama. You smell like hospital. You smell like hospital. I don't want Mary at my party. So to set this up, if I'm not mistaken, episode one is Meredith's birthday party. And it's Lisa's It's Lisa's. We learn. Okay. (laughs) Let's save that tidbit for later. So Jen Shaw has asked Meredith, asked her. If she can host Meredith's birthday party. At the Shaw Chalet. Meredith says sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, put a pin in this. Put a pin in this. So we are at the Shaw Chalet. There is a giant party. There is Jen's eight Jen Shaw are running around. Pictures of Jen Shaw. Big signs that the say s- Jen Shaw. The step and repeat says Shaw Chalet. This does not look like Meredith Mark's birthday party. There are Tongan dancers, which is part of Jen's culture. It looks poppin'. Has nothing to do with it. It looks great, but what does it have to do with Meredith? So at this party, Mary is invited. Yes. This is our kind of introduction to Mary interacting with the women. Mary M. Cosby. Mary M. Cosby, who we will touch on. Mm-hmm. And uh Mary made a comment previously to Jen Shaw they were out to dinner and Mary said it smells like hospital in here Mary is triggered by this because Mary had to get her sweat glands removed hospitals scare her she doesn't like them she I think died on the slab twice what didn't she say she died twice did she she died and came back to life (laughs) what I thought she said like she almost died or she had died uh, I I cannot confirm this, but I would not be surprised. And that's why she's so if she told her church this hospital because she had to be in the hospital for months. Mm. And so Jen Shaw had just been visiting her aunt, who had had a double amputation. Correct. We, we later learned she didn't. She wasn't there. Okay. That day, but that week she had been going to the hospital because her aunt had to have both her legs amputated. Very suddenly. (laughs) Which is is not funny. It's not funny at all. (laughs) Not funny. (laughs) Who knows why? Uh, But Mary says, drink water. Well, she says, drink water if you don't want your legs amputated. (laughs) Sound advice? Might not have been the most appropriate thing to say Mm -hmm. to someone whose aunt had their legs amputated. Not at all. Drink water. But if you come for Jen's family, she'll come for you. Jen's coming for you. And Jen came for her. And she said that. And I think that's something we see consistently. Someone tries to do something. Jen will fight back. Yeah. The wrath of Jen is something that all of the women fear, no matter what they say throughout the season, because that's controversial in itself. Just whether or not the women publicly state they're afraid of Jen Shaw. Yeah. But I think everyone seeing that episode one established for everyone in the cast. That's our villain. That's our villain. Mm -hmm. So moving on. To the next, if you take cheap shots, always, always expect, expect a hangover. hangover. Lisa Barlow. Oh, Lisa Barlow. Ooh. Queen of Sundance. Lisa Barlow is, it's hard for me to say she's my least favorite. You can say it. But I will say, I think she is actively my least favorite. She's a powerful woman. She is the CEO of a flourishing tequila brand. And I think it is important to note. Yeah. She was the first housewife selected for she this franchise. She started it all. She was the base that the producer selected everyone else around. And it makes sense. 
you know, she's obviously one of the most connected women in Salt Lake City, it seems. It seems that she's a very good representation of how the city is now. I've yeah. never visited Salt Lake. She hosts Sundance whenever they come. All of Sundance's big parties. And she's a self-defined Mormon 2.0. Mormon 2.0, which also becomes quite the dramatic statement in the season. But she kind of establishes that she just does things her own way. Mm-hmm. She's her own woman, and she's also Mormon. She's Mormon, and she's also her own kind of mom. She she thinks good parenting is just getting her children involved in her own business. Yeah. <laughs> There's a whole, like, two-episode arc where she tries to get her sons, who are, like, what, 9 and 15? Yeah. To start their own men's grooming brand? Yeah, I think that was kind of my toughest thing with Lisa's. I did not care about her personal storyline no. at all uh on the other hand though john barlow john love barlow him. rocks i love jack and henry too There's- i don't typically like the family or husbands of people who are on real housewives i love john barlow her kids are hilarious but do lisa re- i could care less about but like do you remember like when they went and visited penguins yeah like why did that happen they didn't even have fun <laughs> she just talked about how much it smelled <laughs> That was her proving that she spends time with her children. <laughs> Next up, Whitney Rose. <laughs> this, ro- this Rose isn't is afraid to, to handle, handle a little prick. I would just say ultimate sweetie. I love Whitney, and it's not just because I think she's the hottest. But if we're going off episode one impression, mm-hmm. boring. Really? I went, episode one, I went, she's getting fired after this season. Wow. I liked her from the start, and caveat, that might be because I think hot. she's the hottest. Um, <laughs> but I was like, she doesn't really have anything going for her. But then I think what set it in stone for me, at least, was her personal. <laughs> you know, we talked about it a little bit on the last episode. Mm. Uh, an addiction story, an alcoholism story. You'll always get me good, guys. It's a little close to home for me, and uh, it'll always get the tears going. So when I learned whew, Whitney's father is an alcoholic, an alcoholic. And he, they didn't really talk about this that much. He relapsed at her vowel renewal. Yeah. So there's been some drama. Vowel renewal. I. Uh, <laughs> this is when I really started to love Whitney. Because I recognize her struggle. I see it. Uh, I see how it's perceived by the other women. And she is way more powerful than she comes across initially. And she's also a little shitster. And she's not afraid to handle a little prick. prick. Justin. (laughs) Justin's got a small dick confirmed. (laughs) Up next, up next, up next. Up next. Jealousy is a disease to to which which I I say say, get get well well soon. soon. Meredith Marks. Meredith Marks, everyone. An alien brought down to Earth, forced to figure out how to be a human woman. Episode one impression? I went, she's my favorite. I went, is this Leah Remini? <laughs> I went, is she an ex-Scientologist? I went, Chicago. I'm from <laughs> Chicago. Brooks. Brooks is also the second reason why... I, Meredith I can't stand Brooks Marks. Brooks Marks, if you want to send me a tracksuit. Uh, if you want to send me a tracksuit, Brooks, I will publicly say that you are my favorite. Make one for fat people. Is Brooks Marks anti-plus-size people? 
I bet he isn't. And I'm saying that because I want a tracksuit. <laughs> Make us a tracksuit, and I guess we'll see. You gave one to Andy, so. <laughs> well, I'll also say, on top of an addiction story, second next thing, a divorce story. Oof. Mama, Ooh, you'll get me. We love a struggling relationship. And Two re- people who want to stay in love, but it's it's not working out. And they didn't really. Seth Marks. First episode didn't say anything really about it, how mm-hmm. their marriage was falling apart. But I remember you turning to me when we were watching and went, they are not together. Yep. You went broken I marriage. I clocked it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't want to say I'm a psychic when I when it comes to these types of things, but uh, I, have a, I have a kind of sixth sense for how people's relationships are going. Once I see the way they communicate, mm-hmm. I know how long they've got. I know how long they've been struggling. I, I can see. And I clocked it immediately. Seth was incredibly uncomfortable around that woman. That woman is so powerful. Meredith Marks carries so much power just in the way she cocks her fucking neck. Yeah. Constantly. Like an ostrich. That you could tell Seth, the little cuck boy that he is, <gasps> just can't handle it can't handle a woman like that no he cannot handle a powerful business Mm -mm. woman he's trying to be a businessman and it makes him feel emasculated that his wife is obviously so much more powerful than him now you could also tell because they were always so wasted when they were together oh (laughs) i don't think there's a scene of seth and meredith together where meredith isn't sloshed out of her fucking except like near the end of this season yeah um up next I love God, but I will arrange it like a scripture. <laughs> Miriam Cosby. Oh, wow. Probably the most initially dramatic casting choice of the season. You want to hear some tea? I'd love to. Mary was initially cast only mm-hmm. as a friend of the housewives. A friend of the pod. A friend, of the, a friend of the pod. She was a friend of the pod on Housewives of SLC, and they only cast her as an official housewife after the season wrapped. Mm-hmm. That is why Mary was not allowed to not go on the Vegas trip. Because I thought, oh, Mary's not going to Vegas. Mary's not on the show anymore. Yeah, I thought it was like some production drama, but no, it was postseason yeah. drama. She got upgraded. Which, go her for go that. Go her. She got a promotion. But we see why episode one <laughs> we know immediately why they decided oh we've got something here and it's because mary is married to her step <laughs> mary <laughs> is married to her grandpa mary is a grandpa, grandpa mfer as um, jen shaw so famously said in episode what three three she called her a grandpa fucker actually she said you're gonna go hang out with mary who fucked her grandpa yeah and mary every time she talked about it after said that jen said grandpa Grandpa mfr which (laughs) let's break down uh the rhetoric of that (laughs) grandfather mfr grandfather mother fucker (laughs) grandfather's mother would be your great great grandmother so she's insinuating that Jen Shaw is insinuating that she is fucking her great-grandmother when in actuality everybody's just saying the fact that she has fucked her grandpa. But that's her step-grandpa, step-grandpa, but grandpa. Step-grandpa. Step-grandpa. Hmm. Hmm. I don't know if it matters at that point. I have a step-grandpa, I'll say. I have a step-grandma. Grandpa Mike shouts out. He's not listening to this, but... I love my grandpa Mike like my grandfather. Him and my grandma are no longer together, but I've never wanted for a biological grandfather. I've had my grandpa Mike. 
would I ever think about having a romantic or sexual relationship with my grandpa Mike? Absolutely no. not. Absolutely not. And that has nothing to do with my sexuality. But it has to do with the fact that I would never uh, fuck someone in my lineage. But later we learned that Mary knows that, and Mary, you might be. Okay, mm, let, let's we'll talk about, we'll talk about later, the reunion you know. later. We'll talk about the reunion later. But last, but not motherfucking <laughs> just. Like my pioneer ancestors, I'm blazing a new trail. Heather Gay. Heather Gay. Heather Gay. So I don't want to sound biased, but uh, Heather Gay is my favorite. Heather Gay, Heather Fave. Heather Fave. <laughs> I didn't think I would like her in the first episode. Really? Why not? I just thought she was kind of like trying too hard. Mm. She initially seemed the most normal of all of them. And for that, I was like, how are you going to fit in here? And it did seem like she was kind of reaching at first. But at t- as time went on, I went. Oh, you're a producer. Mm-hmm. She's the only real one there. She knew exactly how she was going to look when those episodes came out. And I'm like, oh, you've watched this before. Yep. You know you what's know supposed to happen. And as a person who is a, I would say, a reality television connoisseur in mm-hmm. a sense, I appreciated that. Absolutely. That kind of self-awareness is never seen on a show like this. And it's fun to watch her earn success from it you need someone like that because it makes it more entertaining to watch yeah because there is someone who understands at the end of the day that like we're making a tv show this is television that's the actual job nothing the rest of this doesn't matter Mm -hmm. shangela on drag race all stars 3 is Mm -hmm. a prime example of that she knows we gotta just keep fighting sure keep creating good drama i would say that heather gay is a is a very understated version of that. I think they've uh, not so quietly kind of bumped her up to the most elevated voice on the series by the end. I think she's a mainstay. Yeah. I think she will be on this show until it's done. Mm-hmm. She could host the show. Yeah. She could do Andy Cohen's job. Sure. I th- do it sober. But she is the Bethany Frankel. She's the NeNe mm-hmm. Lakes. She's the Kyle Richards. She is just the one that will be consistently there because she consistently understands what her job uh, is. And it's so refreshing to have a housewife whose storyline and whose personality is so kind of, I mean, this is kind of a negative way of putting it, but self-deprecating. It's relatable. She's single. She's recently divorced. A Mormon woman, an kind of ex-Mormon woman who's recently divorced and she's out on the town. She's a new CEO of a very successful plastic surgery clinic. $20 million worth $20 Beauty labs. Million. Sponsor us, please. Anytime. She knows her faults. She's confronted with them when she goes out on dates, when she tries to find a man, her quest to find a man. This is what season one feels like for Heather Gay. Yeah. Uh, not to put it in like a misogynistic perspective, but 
I think this is a real empowering story for Heather. Most definitely. She's like, she got married because she had to. Yep. To a man that didn't respect her. But she found out that men love her and men find her sexually attractive. And Mm -hmm. I think that's awesome. She's finding her power and her femininity. She's also fucking hilarious. She's funny. She's hot. She's successful. We love you, Heather. I think out of all the women, she's on the come up the most. She's like in my favorite housewives of all time. Yep. I said it. Her and Whitney are a great pair. It's oh, yeah. A great duo. They, and they the have blondes. a family tie, which. They found makes, out they were cousins after they were cast. Which makes even more drama, though. Because Mormonism. Blood is thicker than water. <laughs> okay. So we've we've talked about all the women now. Should we maybe give our viewers a taste of some of the initial drama? Of the first season of Real Housewives of SLC. Yeah. And I think. (laughs) I mean, by now everybody knows how we're going to do that, right? Yeah, we're fucking going to fucking perform. We're performers by nature. Life is a cabaret. Oh, God. (laughs) (laughs) This is not a musical theater podcast. (laughs) We sing so (laughs) (laughs) But this storyline. Besides you smell like hospital. Because you smell like hospital kind of died out. Yeah, yeah. It became just an inside joke of the season. But this is something that was an initial spark. And it stuck. And it stuck. And it made all the women go. (laughs) And that is the Meredith and Seth story. And so this is an amalgamation of Seth and Meredith's story from episode two and three. This is our little adaptation of Jason Robert Brown's The Last Five Years, <laughs> starring Meredith Marks and Seth Marks. Seth is over and Seth is gone. Seth is a cock and I want to fuck younger men. Brooksmarks.com. Here we go. Meredith and her husband Seth are going out to dinner. It's clear they haven't been speaking. Tension is high. Seth is already drunk. I'm starving. You uh, you do look beautiful tonight, Bo. Thank you. I appreciate the eye contact. Who am I normally looking at? <laughs> Your phone. I barely even touch my phone today. So your phone was playing the role of your husband. <laughs> barely touched it. Oh, ha ha. <laughs> so funny. Seth and I have been together for a really long time. We met when we were 23, got married at 24, and had a baby at 25. So it was just a tornado that came through, and that was it. I was young, but head over heels in love, so I went for it. Well, now we can relax and have fun, unless you have something you want to raise with me. Oh, do I have something I want to raise? Okay. It's kind of the elephant in the room. Who have you told that we separated? Suddenly, Meredith and Seth are served cocktails made with Vita tequila. So, do all your friends know we're separated? No, I mean, it's not like I'm running around talking about this to everyone, you know? So I would prefer if you don't discuss it. Our relationship, our marriage, do you, do you think that was made to last? I hope so. Pshh! 
There's not one thing I could say that really triggered our separation because over the years, it just broke down. We moved many times. We were uprooted. I was trying to start my company. He was running his business. We had three kids. There was just no communication and hostility built and built. And we just got totally overwhelmed that we really were completely disconnected. Life changes and we have to grow with it, you know? Do you agree with me? Yeah, I agree with you. You gotta put in the work. It's a two-way reciprocal. It's gotta be. Are you trying to intimate that I'm not putting the work in? It never hurts to throw a couple extra reps or another 10 minutes on the treadmill emotionally. This is hard stuff. No kidding. Tell me something I don't know about you. What's something I don't know about you? I, I'm so transparent. It's like crazy. Like No, like your definition transpa- of transparency is very bizarre. Or you can read. No, my- it has nothing to do with uh, read my phone. Read that's my f- not read transpar- my phone. No. Read everything. Every message. Those messages on my were phone. meant to be sent to you, but not you, me. You would never hand me your phone. Because I believe that's wrong. Uh, because believe- you're hiding something. Let Hey. Let's trade phones. I'm done with this conversation. Well, uh, I'm disengaging. I would like you We've had to it read ad nauseum. I'm not reading only, your phone. Only because it would make me think like you like you care. I would prefer a life partner and a soulmate. So I hate being separated. But at the same time, I'm not dating anyone else. And I sure as hell hope Meredith isn't. I do care, and this is like supposed to be light and breezy. Let's have a little fun. More drinks arrive. Right on cue, right on cue. The impossible dream. You know what's ironic? To fun. (laughs) To fun. They continue drinking. Three weeks later, Meredith is picking up Seth from the airport. So it's like, uh... Is this like the first time you've ever come to pick me up? That is not true. <laughs> I missed you. I missed you too. I'm I'm nervous. I haven't seen you in so long. I feel like we're like like on our first date. Oh good. Treat me like it's a first date. That would be lovely. Really? I don't even know how to do that. Seth has been working here between Chicago and Ohio, so I haven't seen him in a few weeks. And the last time we were together was a bit tense and volatile. So I'm hopeful and optimistic that this will be a bit more smooth, but only time will tell. So are you doing, Ohio? I love it. I'm a blue collar guy. I love it. People are amazing. Everyone's so friendly. So, uh... So when ski season's over, are you going to move with me to Canton, Ohio? Um, no, we're not living in Canton, Ohio. What do you well, mean? Well, fine. Uh, Akron. No, we're not living in Ohio. So where you live is more important than who you live with? No, I'm living with you. Okay, and I'll be in Canton, Ohio working. You want 99 reasons to love Akron and Canton? No. Does it matter where you live? Yes, Seth. I have uprooted our family and moved uh, every couple uh, of years for you. It's not how we ended up here. Okay, great. How much do you love it here? You opened a store? 
we've lived in Toronto, moved back to Chicago, and while we were in Chicago, Seth was commuting every day to Dallas, and then we moved to Park City. There was definitely some hostility that it caused in my marriage, for sure. What are you thinking? I'm aggravated. I would move anywhere for you. No, you wouldn't. Yeah, I would. No, you wouldn't. You would have been here this whole time. The corporate headquarters is in Canton, Ohio. Well, my corporate headquarters is here. Oh. Do you think it's easy to have to uproot a business every couple of years and hire new people and redo everything and move your family of five every time? I don't want to talk about this anymore. I'm disengaging. Days later, Seth is headed back to Ohio and things are obviously tense. Seth comes into Meredith's room to say goodbye. I, I gotta go to work. I can't be living this Park City dream with you. So what's your plan? I don't have any plans. It's been a hard couple of weeks. A lot of arguing. And as much as I want you here, I think that we need a little room. Space isn't a bad thing. So, you don't want me here? Well, it's been... Oh, okay. Really volatile. If you want room, I'll give you room. I... Maybe mm. me being out of the picture for a while will help you find out what you want. And maybe I'm not in that picture. I don't disagree. It's not that I want to separate. It's that sometimes you have to work on things individually in order to be able to come back together as, you know, a happy couple. I don't know if we're ever going to make it. We're just going to have to move forward and see what happens. Speak on the phone. I think it's fine to just leave it as we are still separated. I don't want to do this. What? Separate. 25 years. They hug, sobbing in each other's arms. <laughs> I don't want to do this. I know it's not the right thing. I do love you. I do love you. Seth dramatically swings oh. his duffel bag around his shoulder and leaves. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Hey. Hope you liked that scene. I loved being dramatic. Uh, I... Love reenacting a marriage falling apart. I love doing reality television because it just feels raw. Raw. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Ooh. Moving right along. Moving right Moving along. along. So this kind of leads us into like the middle of this season. Yeah. And this is like the part where things can get kind of boring. You know? In a normal housewife season. No yeah, in a normal housewife season it's like... Okay, we're kind of having to learn about like people's like boring lives yeah, and someone's families. starting a cannoli company uh. and like whatever, <laughs> who cares? That happened. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but this did not have a single lull. No, 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 no. There was drama throughout. We have well, everyone's personal drama. Whitney's dad, which we touched on mm -hmm. earlier. Um, Heather going through the dating life. We love to see Seth and Meredith, which we kind of explored here, but also Jen starting a rumor mm -hmm. about Meredith and Seth separating, and specifically about Meredith seeing some younger men while they were separated. Mm -hmm. And uh, the scene that comes to mind, there's this very set up moment 
This like oh, yes. very obviously set up by production date where Whitney comes to Genshaw's house or no, oh, Genshaw Jen comes to, to Whitney's, Whitney's house, house to learn pole dancing. To learn pole dancing. They're going to work out and learn pole dancing. And the cameras are on them. They're stretching. And Genshaw goes, so, have you heard about <laughs> Meredith and Seth? Meredith and, Seth? <laughs> and just starts letting the goss loose. Mm-hmm. And Whitney, meanwhile, is all like, uncomfy, does not want to hear this. In yep. the confessionals, it's like, shut your mouth. I do not want to hear about other people's marriages. You need to focus on your own marriage, Genshaw. Yeah. So this kind of makes Whitney, I think, worry mm-hmm. about having this piece of information. She goes to Heather first <laughs> to ask Heather about this, and Heather's like, yeah, I know. This is this is kind of Whitney's first mistake. She's nervous that she has this information. Yep. So she goes to everyone and tells them the information to be like, what do I do with this information? <laughs> yeah, so she goes to Heather first, and Heather's like, yeah, I know, but I wasn't going to say anything about it. Yeah, I was keeping my mouth shut. And Jen showed Heather pictures. Yep. Like, that's another level. Mm-hmm. So then I think Whitney went, okay, well, I'm obviously not going to get the comfort I thought I was. Go- like, she didn't get what she expected out of that conversation with Heather, I don't think. So then Whitney's motive was then to turn to Mary. Yeah, to go to Mary M. Cosby, which is not a great idea because, I mean, we haven't talked about this, but the beginning of the season, mostly uh the drama comes from Mary and Jen's drama. It starts yeah. with You Smell Like Hospital, continues through Mary's uh, Met Gala, Met Gala lunch. lunch. Walter, we need to touch on Walter. That wine that everyone, it, there was the fire. Did you remember this part? What? What, what are you talking about? So, there's so much happening <laughs> at this Met Gala lunch. But there was the, Mary was like, there was this fire and it burned all the grapes in the vineyard. Oh, twelve hundred people! Twelve hundred people died, but made the best wine ever. Interestingly enough, I've had a conversation at a winery with with someone who ran the showroom of a winery mm-hmm. about how the Southern Oregon fires have affected the Rogue Valley's wine. Yeah, and they have very interesting things to say about uh, the bitterness, the amount of tannins, the different kind of minerals that appear. Yeah, in the wine. Uh, interesting little wine tangent. People but it's pay very a lot of money for that. Fire, I'll, I, I'm very passionate about fire and forest protection, yep. forest resiliency. Mm-hmm. Uh, check out the Lomakatsi Restoration Project. Mm-hmm. It's a very amazing nonprofit in Southern Oregon, and they combine leadership between many different tribes in Oregon to restore indigenous forest management practices. Uh, so if you're interested in keeping the Rogue Valley safe, free of mega fire, <laughs> not free of fire, because fire is a good thing. Yes. That's Controlled where this tangent's going. Good thing. Fire's good. And so interesting wine. Back to the Met Gala luncheon. Where Jen Shaw and Mary get in this huge fight. Where Jen also accuses Mary of being racist. Being racist and condescending. Mary allegedly said that she would not go to a 7-Eleven if there were black people standing outside this gets touched on in the reunion and you know i don't think this comment is worth dredging into too much no i think what this has to do with is classism for mary yep mary's uncomfortable going to a convenience store in general and it came across as a racist thing for a black woman to say but that's not for andy cohen or any of the women to comment on 100 percent. i think mary spoke well for herself at the reunion 
not necessarily justifying those comments, but explaining her perspective yeah, a little I, bit. I think she played the cards she was dealt in that situation. So, yeah, I don't think I think she pl- played the card she was dealt and did what she could with that situation. I think this brings up a larger point in that a lot of the comments. I mean, Jen Shaw, obviously, but a lot of the comments from the two women of color in this cast mm-hmm. are analyzed and interpreted much more aggressively yep. than the other women. They have to justify their comments more consistently. They have to justify their actions. We'll talk about this more, but they're constantly told that they're aggressive. Yep. I love this cast, but I think a lot of the white women in this cast have a lot of learning to do about the way... They're speaking to other women and specifically to the women of color because they're coming across very entitled, very privileged, and a bit racist. And this is a sad fact, but they are the most diverse cast in Housewives history. That is sad. So they need to be aware of that. Mm -hmm. It's their responsibility as the most diverse cast to do that. Yeah. And... Importantly, it's not Jen Shaw or Mary M. Cosby's responsibility to teach those women how to do that. And it's kind of clear that people like Meredith, people like Whitney, people like Heather Gay, I love them all, but they're kind of expecting Jen Shaw and Mary to teach them how to be more polite or more accommodating around them, and that's ridiculous. They don't recognize that there are faults in their own ways of communicating with Jen. Yep. They just see what Jen has said and take her actions and completely discount her. Yeah. And don't think that they could be part of the problem. And we will dive even deeper when we get to the reunion, but I think that's important for this moment because then this leads right into Coach Shaw's birthday where (sighs) Whitney... Set up Coach Shaw's birthday. Well, it starts with Whitney going to Mary, which we kind of touched on before. She goes to Mary and gets this piece of intel where I believe it was edited weird and Whitney misinterpreted. Because Mary said she was talking to Lisa and Meredith about how they feel about Jen because Whitney was worried about Jen because of all this stuff going on with Jen. And Whitney was like, how do Lisa and Meredith feel about Jen? And... Mary goes, I'm scared of her. They That's all we are hear. Afraid of her. I think there's more. There's more in that sentence. Mm-hmm. You know? And I feel like it was something like, I talked to Lisa and Meredith, and when I talk to them, it makes me feel like they're going, I'm scared of her. Or and something they like- took that little clip of her saying, they're scared of her, and it became the next arc of the season. Because I truly think it, that was just Mary's interpretation of, but like the subtext mm-hmm. behind things Lisa and Meredith were telling And Whitney her. took that and thought, oh, Lisa and Meredith are, are afraid scared of, Jen. of Jen. They're hypocrites. I need to tell Jen this. I need to tell Jen. I need a snitch. And also I need to tell Jen at her, at husband's, her husband's birthday, birthday party. <laughs> the first party she's thrown for her husband in 25 years. This party is a big deal for Jen. It is Jen so important Jen and Coach Shaw's marriage is a little bit on Ox right now. Mm-hmm. Jen Shaw's been uh, taking a little bit more of the drink than normal. And it does not bode well with her antidepressants, we learned. No, she's taking a lot of meds, drinking a lot of booze, because and her... causing a lot of arguments. And Coach Shaw is a little bit fed up with the drama. Yes. So then at his birthday party, Whitney goes up to 
Jen, she's... This is like a bit into the party. This is when the party is winding down. They've had a great time. Whitney and Jen have twerked on each other. Whitney did a split. Lisa did a split. This is very important. Both of these women are drunk off of their asses. Whitney is the drunkest I have ever seen her in the season. I think everyone is drunk. Jen is as drunk as normal. I think Lisa is the only sober one in this Lisa does seem sober. Meredith is gone. Uh, Heather is slurring. But I would say that Whitney's the drunkest. Yes. So in this room, Whitney and Heather are at like a top golf. Yeah, they're at top golf, and Whitney and Heather go up to <laughs> go up to Tosha Jen. loves top golf, <laughs> and they go up to Jen, and Whitney goes, "I was talking to Mary, and she said that Lisa and Meredith said." And Heather interrupts. Heather butts in and goes, "They're scared of you. They're afraid of you." Heather, Whitney. Now is not the time. And you can see the smoke coming out of Jen's ponytail. (laughs) And then Meredith and Lisa see yelling. And they're like, we got to go over there. Yeah. And they find out that they're talking about them. So Lisa and Meredith are rightfully upset because. Let us speak for ourselves. Yeah. We're not afraid of Jen. Why did you ask us about what we said? Yeah. Instead of going right to Jen. Why wouldn't you bring us over? Yeah. So that was Why wouldn't you come talk to us? Also, why are you doing this at his fucking birthday party? Why are you doing this right now, Whitney? But then they keep talking about Mary. They keep saying Mary, who isn't Mary there. said, Mary said, Mary said. And Jen goes, stop talking about Mary and has a glass in her hand and throws it on the ground, which is a classic Housewives move. My husband's birthday. I noticed it happened in Dallas. It happened in Dallas a few times. Mm. So this is like, it happens this in is an Hills. ordained moment. This is like a stereotype, an archetype. Yeah, this is definitely a motif. Mm. Because I think what throwing a glass or breaking a glass or doing that symbolizes. Oh shit, we're getting into symbolism? Yes, because I've Visual noticed. Motif? I've noticed a motif is that yeah. if a woman doesn't want just the conversation to stop, throw the glass. It will stop. Yep. Because that's all anyone Shattered can focus glass. on. Glass. Boom. And Jen Shaw ended it. And got out of there. Yep. And went to Coach Shaw, freaked out. Yes. And Coach Shaw left. Important to note, also here. Right after the throwing of the glass is when Whitney tells Meredith that Jen has been talking about her and Seth. Mm-hmm. And this is the start of the break of Meredith and Jen Shaw's friendship. Mm-hmm. We should talk about the first catalyst of that, though, which oh, is pre-sleepover. Oh, the, the date where <laughs> Jen Shaw comes to Meredith's house while Meredith's son brooks and daughter i don't know her daughter's name chloe chloe have you ever been in a situation i'm i'm gonna put you guys in this okay you're 21 years old been there you are a fashion designer been there your fashion line is one tracksuit you Mm. are living your mom with your mom because you're quote unquote taking a break from college (laughs) from nyu you're quote unquote wanting to be on the real housewives and your mom's friend is over. He's trying to promote his tracksuit. <laughs> Your mom's friend <laughs> starts kicking her leg like crazy. Yelling, grinder, grinder, grinder. Which I still don't understand don't why get she it. did that. Is it because he's gay? I think it's because he's gay. It's just because he's gay. We talked about that yet. We have, <laughs> we have not discussed that part about it. And you are so uncomfortable. Because... Your mom's friend is not wearing any underwear. underwear. So you see her full poon. <laughs> Did he see her vagina? Yes. <laughs> Did you know he saw your vagina? No. no. Is that why they went to Best Buy? Yes. yes. So you're so uncomfortable. 
uncomfortable to the point where you take your phone out, you text your sister Chloe, and you go, we need to go to Best Buy right now. <laughs> Mom, we're going to Best Mom, Buy. Mom, we're going to Best Buy. <laughs> the, in my opinion, most iconic line of the season. That no one Mom, talks about. Mom, we're going to Best we're Buy. Going to Best buy. <laughs> that is the perfect way to disengage, as Meredith Marks would say. She has taught her children well. Yep, they know how to disengage from an uncomfortable situation when they are being sexually harassed by a crazy drunk woman. (laughs) So Meredith is telling a shirt that says, I'm disengaging right now. I'm disengaging. But I also need a shirt that says, Mom, we're going to Best Buy. Mom, we're going to Best Buy. Meredith, if you're listening. Brooks, if you're listening. New tracksuit. New tracksuit. Mom, Mom, we're going going to Best Buy. (laughs) Mom, we're going to brooksmarks.com. Ooh, on the sleeves? Brooks, That'd be kind of cool. Call us. But moving right along, <laughs> this then leads to Whitney feeling the need to apologize. She knows that she's made a mistake. It wasn't the right time to bring that up. Not the right place. But she also wants an apology from Jen. Yeah, because she wants, Jen freaked out. She wants Jen to take responsibility yeah. for going crazy. Yeah. In the middle of nowhere. Take her out to some... Crazy, rickety, rickety. And I think instead of just describing this scene to you all. (gasps) (laughs) What was that? Was that the spirit of, 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 what's his name? Fucking Thespis? He entered. He entered you. (laughs) (laughs) And so, yeah. And so him and the soul of Shakespeare came in. And so. (laughs) The soul of Shakespeare came in you? And you so heard it here first, folks. It's time to perform The Tub. The Tub. <laughs> Please enjoy. Whitney has invited Jen to finally settle their issues that started at Coach Shaw's birthday party. Heather is also there to admit her wrongs in the situation and mediate between her best friend and her cousin. They're at a spa in the middle of nowhere. Is that a tumbleweed? What the fuck is this shit? We all get our own hot tub. <laughs> Whitney dragged my ass three hours and 45 minutes and two miles up this hill to apologize and make things better. Now Whitney's going to have two apologies to make. Apologize for Coach Shaw's birthday and for bringing me here. I'm wearing my shoes in here because it's dirty. Shaw, get your ass in the tub. It's amazing. Don't you love the hot water on your neck? I know you're uncomfortable right now, but thank you for coming. I want you to know that, you know, I feel bad that the party went sideways. I literally was trying to pull you aside as a girlfriend to talk to you. It all got derailed when the other women joined in. And I don't know what happened. Like, like it was, it was my fault. Whitney brought the topic up, so it's not your fault, Heather. At least I don't look at it that way. Whitney, I told you I'm trying to be present in my marriage. I am trying to put forth an effort. I have not thrown a birthday party for Sharif in 25 years. Like, that was a big deal for me. I I was hurt, honestly, because I'm fucking trying in my marriage. And then it backfires. And I haven't talked to uh, Sharif since the party. Like, I, I haven't talked to him because he's uh, pissed off. I'm so I'm so sorry. <laughs> I was really surprised to learn that some of our friends aren't as honest to you. And I wanted to 
prove to you and tell you to your face. So you decided to bring it to me, Whitney. It's not me fault that it went wrong. Well, it kind of is your fault. No, no, it's all of our fault. It's not my fault. I didn't throw the glass though. You guys pushed me to throw the fucking glass. You did this at my husband's birthday party. If you're but, gonna but, break something, don't do but that. But my point don't is, don't do that. With I me. didn't blow it. Yes, you did. <gasps> I told you specifically, Whitney. I told you how much that meant to me. Like, what the fuck? And that's why I was trying to chuck in with you. You had to do it there. <laughs> Jen had just gotten so used to projecting on other people. She's gotten away with and gotten used to being able to make everything everyone else says fault. And I, I don't know how much longer I can be a mirror for her. You decided to bring it to me, so you take responsibility to bring it. You have a part in it. You smashed the glass. And you did what you did. My fucking marriage is fucked up because of that night. Sharif hasn't been home since Saturday. Oh, so I'm so Because glad. of me? Yes! I'm so oh, glad. I fucked that up. She didn't want that to happen. But it did, so take responsibility! If you take responsibility, and I take responsibility, and we all three take responsibility. <laughs> okay. That's the truth. And Sharif loves you. Sharif hasn't been home since Saturday. Why is he mad at you? Because he's embarrassed. Like, I trusted you guys as my fucking friends. And Whitney, roll your motherfucking oh, eyes Jen, one more time Jen, and we'll drown I'm you, bitch. rolling my eyes, Jen. Jen uh, just then decides to splash a bunch of water wh everywhere. Why? why? Couldn't tell you. Why did you splash the camera? Because that happens that much when you fucking film me in the fucking bathtub. Jen. Jen storms off. Jen, stay in the pool. <laughs> I know Jen is trying to pin everything on Whitney, and that's why Whitney is being really defensive. But it's clear that Jen is, like, absolutely hurting. And, like, whatever circumstances have led to this are irrelevant. Whitney needs to be here as a friend right now, not hang her on the cross. Jen finally decides to come back to the tub for the sake of her friendship with Heather. Jen, the last thing I want to do is hurt you. I know now more than ever that that was the wrong place in the wrong time. It was poorly timed on our part, but you didn't believe us. And like, to me, I'm just like absolutely pissed about it because you know what Lisa's done to me. And I feel like you want to be Lisa and Meredith's friend more than you want to be my friend. And I'm like totally terrified. What? I'm terrified of losing our friendship. Oh, I've just been I've just been swallowing it because it's more important to be your friend than to be heard. And that's a masterclass in acting and friendship. And screaming. And screaming. <laughs> <laughs> Hope you enjoyed Hope you that. <laughs> wow. So so this all culminates. In a Ooh. little Ooh. trip. It's time we take a little trip to Las, Las Vegas, Vegas, baby. Sin City and Sins City were sin. Sins. So, going into this, I heard a rumor that someone got punched on this yeah. trip. And this it, was all you were fucking talking about. <laughs> I was like, someone gets a while black this was eye coming up. Vegas. I 
I was going in with the expectation that someone was getting punched in the face. Anytime any drama was started, I was like, ooh, they're I, about to swing hands. I remember, and it never happened. I remember you got the, my hopes up. I remember at the end of like every episode, we would go, okay, who do we think is getting punched? Next episode, someone's getting punched. And Who's we were convinced punched? that Jen was going to punch Whitney. We thought Jen was going to punch Whitney. We thought Jen was going to punch Heather. And then eventually, we thought Jen was going to punch Meredith. Yeah, and then I thought Meredith might punch someone. Yeah, and then we thought Meredith wore the, the face diamond mask. face mask to the uh, beauty lab opening because she got punched. because she got punched. But no, it was just a fashion choice. So Whatever. no one got punched. But uh, Heather kind of got smacked. Not really though. Swatted ass. Swatted with at. a claw. Yeah. But I will say, this was one of the most dramatic trips Woo! in Housewives Woo! history, and that's regardless. all because of Miss Jen Shaw. Miss. Jen Shaw, CEO of Fun. CEO of Fun. What I think was interesting was how Whitney, Meredith, and Lisa were so easily able to reconcile their differences and reconcile any issues they had about Whitney telling Jen instead of approaching Mm. them first. Mm. But then... They can't understand that Jen reacts to things in a different sort of way. I wonder why they can't understand. <sighs> White privilege! <laughs> but Jen takes Heather shopping privately mm-hmm. and tells her, we're only still friends with Whitney for your sake. So you need to get Whitney together or you're done. Meanwhile... Whitney, Meredith, and Lisa are at the racetrack getting along great now. They've, like you said, they've reconciled. They think everything is fine. Completely fine. Whitney was like, this is what I heard from Mary. And they're like, just don't do that again. Problem's over. I've apologized to Jen. I've apologized to Meredith and Lisa. There's no more problem. Las Vegas is going to be fun. No more arguments. We're just going to have fun. But Jen is still holding this grudge. And uh, that grudge explodes at this pre-dinner. Before Whitney. This is with Meredith and Lisa. Lisa it's before Whitney and, and Heather even get there, which is the craziest part. They basically tell Jen, we're okay with Whitney now. Mm-hmm. And Jen's like, why? Jen explodes. She hasn't like taken responsibility. And they're like, yeah, she has. She apologized to us. Yep. And then I Jen think- can't understand why Lisa and Meredith would accept Whitney's apology. And she goes off what i think made jen even angrier though which understandably so mm-hmm. was meredith disengaging and yes. meredith fully leaving the day dinner as table. soon as the conversation turned to meredith remotely meredith goes i'm disengaged even though like i'm e- disengaged e- in meredith's view it became slightly hostile which it didn't really jen is just a louder person yeah and jen gets fired up and everyone knows that Jen gets fired up, so I don't know why Meredith is surprised that this is happening. I don't think she was surprised. I think it was more that she was tired of it this time. Yeah. And I think you see that a lot in the reaction afterwards, after this explosion of a dinner, when all of the women besides Jen get together and pretty much bash on her. Well, and th- that's the first, like, that was a powerful Meredith moment. Mm-hmm. That speech mm-hmm. about she was like you want to know what's going on with my marriage here's what's going on yep so stop stop I'm with the rumor mill i'm done i've seen other people she uh, laid it down yeah 
I think, and I've seen theories about this, that mm. we're not seeing all of Meredith. Mm-mm. There is a side, there is a... Meredith is the most mysterious of the housewives. There is a dark side. I think she's an alien. Um, And she says something in a, a scene we're going to perform later. Uh, uh, she says, you don't want to see me angry. Yeah. And I do. I, I really want to see her angry. I'm scared. You can tell that she is the most walled off. People initially think Jen is the most walled off, but Meredith... Meredith is hiding something. And at the end of this season, through the reunion, Meredith is entirely uncomfortable with her name being brought up whatsoever. Yeah. She disengages from the show. Yeah. And it's going to be interesting <laughs> to see what's leading to that. What she's going through right now. Yep. They're filming right now. Season two has started filming. So uh, I think we're going to get to see a little bit of drama, a little bit more Seth and Meredith drama. I think we're going to see the final the final nail in the coffin for that marriage. Yeah, we'll see if it sticks. Coming. So uh, there's more to see there. But and we're thankful that they're coming back for more. Everyone then thinks that Jen left Vegas. Yep, Jen's disappeared. She's told everyone she's gone home early. Which, understandably so. Yep. If you were Jen, would you do the same? Oh, yeah. She messed up. I'm out of there. Yeah. And honestly, I understand why Jen swatted at Heather. Heather was trying to go grab her. Yeah. Heather was grabbing her. Jen is trying to disengage. Yep. Let Jen disengage. Let Jen leave. Yeah. Yep. If she wants to be done yelling, let her be done yelling. This is the first time. And I've noticed that in the bathtub, too, mm-hmm. was that... Heather's really bad at letting a situation end. Jen... And that well, might be for the for the sake of television. I think, I think it's because it's, it's Heather's producer brain going a little too far. But she takes that fishing reel and just mm-hmm. pull, yanks Jen back. And I think there's something in Heather's mind that she found halfway through that made her feel truly invincible with these other women. Yeah. She found her voice in the season, and she responded... By kind of being the shit stirrer. I think Heather kind of became the biggest. Whitney and Heather bad tea weather. Tea spiller. Whitney and Heather bad weather. Saying- Tornado. Destroy. <laughs> <laughs> but truly, like they they are the shit stirrers. They are the ones causing the drama. Mm-hmm. Um, and I didn't really realize it until I looked back on it. Until the reunion for me. Mm-hmm. Then Whitney announces that they are going to a hypnotist. Oh, oh. Jen, like we've said, Jen left. Jen left, allegedly. But then Heather goes to Jen's room to get the stuff she got on the shopping trip the day before. And Jen is there. Jen is there. Looking amazing. Jen's green jumpsuit. I'll say it. Best outfit Mm. of the Mm -hmm. season. Jen's always stunned. Yes. Heather comes in and really has a moment of power and I would say of good friendship. She was really trying to just be honest in that moment. This was probably the most honest I've ever seen anyone talk to Jen Shaw mm-hmm. and Jen Shaw did not know how to accept it. Nope. Heather said, you are the problem in this situation and you need to recognize it and you need to apologize to some people. People are overwhelmed by you and uh, if you continue this behavior... Uh, they're not going to ever see your point of view. Yeah. So you need to explain yourself, apologize. And I think Jen was ready to do so. Mm-hmm. I was ready to do so. <laughs> um, but didn't realize 
exactly the situation she was going into. She didn't realize she was walking into a Genshaw intervention. A Genshaw intervention with this random ass hypnotist named this Kimberly. Powerful woman named Kimberly. <laughs> Is that her name? Yes, Kimberly. <laughs> <laughs> uh, who Whitney read her book. Hmm. Highly recommended. I guess. I don't know what it's called. Um, She's amazing. But this hypnotist is less of a hypnotist. More of a more, therapist. More of a, um, I would say a Dr. Phil. Yeah. Uh, to these women. Because <laughs> it's not real therapy. No. It's kind of mind games. And it's <laughs> kind of mean. Kind of. <laughs> but I think to truly encapsulate the essence of Kimberly and to encapsulate all the bottled up tension of this Vegas trip... We should just, we should just do the scene. When I do housewives, I feel like I'm Hamlet. <laughs> oh my god! I feel like all of the world's playwrights are entering my yeah. body. Keep going. Who who else is entering you? I'm feeling Ugh. a dash of Sham- Sam Shepard. You rest in peace. And a dollop of Durang. Yeah. <laughs> God, I can just hear people clicking away from this right now. Like, uh, shut the fuck up. <laughs> um, we're gonna we're gonna do the hypnotist scene now. So I hope you like it. Hope you like it. The ladies are sitting down with a hypnotist, Kimberly, who is acting way more like a therapist than a hypnotist. The ladies are airing out all of their issues. Follow me. Sit wherever you're comfortable. They all sit on the couch across from Kimberly. Either I'm feeling a lot of damage within each pod of self, or I'm feeling a lot of damage from the group. It's a safe space. Some feelings might get hurt, but it can all get rectified here if we just go there why you're feeling this energy is because last night at dinner there was an issue and today you know when i talked with heather she told what she told me was jen the whole thing is your fault and i'm like wait a minute how come it's always jen jen's the loud one jen's the too much one jen's the you know (laughs) i feel like i'm always the reason why you know meredith gets up and leaves there's there was no issue last night. The, the issue was, you were trying to tell me who I should and should not be friends okay, with. Okay, well, that's your perception. Nobody ever says what's going on because because nobody ever said that. And we could have just cleared it up then. We, um, but we both did. <laughs> Several times. No, she got up. Yeah, she said it. The reason I got up was because you were getting very aggressive. And I won't let someone speak to me aggressively. Well, then I feel like I need to defend myself with things that are going on. You said, hey, everything's okay. I'm talking to Heather, so she understands the dynamic better with Whitney. Yeah, but you did say to me that you're only... Just because she's your friend. Because she's my friend? And Lisa and Meredith said the same thing. No, that's not what they said about this. Whitney, do you have anything to say? I know 
don't feel like I've apologized. <laughs> <laughs> on, but she like wants to hold the glass throwing over my head and make it my fault. It's not the glass throwing I'm upset about. You told me at Sharif's party you chose a very like important time that I'm not gonna get back. I'm still confused as to why you felt like you needed to tell me that they were talking about me. And when I asked them, they say, Whitney's lying. I did not say that. And I'll say, I'll say that till I die. So you're okay with Whitney? No, no. I'm gonna tell you what I'm okay with. I'm not okay with, isn't it my turn to talk? Well, here's the thing. So I'm trying to explain to you guys so you guys understand. I'm not pointing the finger. You have to understand my perspective. I'm like, who's lying So tell to me? her what the truth is and tell her where it hurts and what hurts about it. It hurts because I defend my friends. And if you're my friend, I'm loyal to the end. Yeah. It's contradictory to me to have someone preach loyalty. And then I'm told by every single person that you're making very negative innuendos about my marriage. And that's just a cool thing to do to somebody. And it makes me very angry. If it doesn't concern you, mind your own business. I don't get angry easily. You don't want me angry. Did you make negative innuendos about my marriage? I would never say anything or get in between anybody's marriage. But that's not marriage. what they told me. Is that true or false? Absolutely false. It's false. Jen was the instigator behind everything. She said it. She said it. Said what? All they're wanting you to do is apologize to Meredith. Meredith, I am very sorry. I'm sorry. I would never do anything to hurt you, especially... Just an observation. Please, please, please allow yourself to be receptive enough to hear that she needs to hear. I'm so sorry. I stuck my nose where it didn't belong. I mean, just say it. It's so easy. It's so cleansing. I'm... I'm sorry, Meredith. I... Should have made it very black and white when I asked questions. Da, 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 da. I'm so sorry. If you were truly, truly sorry, you'd say, I'm so sorry. I, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm just The being... I'm sorry has to come with no condition, okay? I'm so sorry. Meredith, the last thing I would ever do is hurt you. Mm, thank you. Okay. I'm just gonna call a timeout. And we can play a little game, okay? Okay? This is a little game I call trust. Not trust. Trust? Not trust, okay? Okay, you guys ready? Mm -hmm. Who doesn't trust Meredith? Raise your hands. Nobody raises their hand. Okay, good job. Who doesn't trust Whitney? Raise your hands. Nobody. Who doesn't trust Lisa? Nobody. Who doesn't trust... Jen, raise your hand. Meredith, Lisa, Heather, and Whitney raise their hands. Hmm, interesting. <laughs> Who doesn't trust Heather? Raise your hand. Jen raises her hand. Does she not understand that question? What have I ever done to make her think that she can't trust me? I've kept her secrets. This is very good. This is so good, you guys. 
I go back to black. Yeah, we don't have the rights to that song. Uh, Welcome back. <laughs> so, I feel that a Housewives reunion mm-hmm. is almost a separate television show. Oh yes, it's it's like after the final rose. It's oh like yeah, the finale of the Bachelorette. It is. It is an event in it of itself. So, interesting little fact. This is the first, first season of A Housewives to have a three-part reunion. Most get one or two. Dang, those accolades. Already got them. And the more parts your reunion is, the more juice. The more juice. Um... Like, uh, per, for example, most of New Jersey's reunions are mm-hmm. three parts. Most of Atlanta's reunions are now three parts. Um, you always get the big fights. Mm-hmm. You get a walkout or two. Yeah, it yeah. it's it it's a good it's a coveted thing at this yeah. point. Um, so to get it for your first season, it's an accomplishment. I think so, and I think this reunion delivered. Mm-hmm. But this reunion made me also feel a little icky. Yeah. Which I don't think I've ever really, in all the 18 seasons of Housewives I have watched, I have not left the reunion with this mm-hmm. feeling. And uh, we'll prompt this, of course, by stating, I'm a bit indigenous in heritage, but I am an incredibly white passing person. And I'm white as they come. There were some really uncomfortable racial tensions in this reunion. We had a lot of colorism in the yeah. beginning. We had some issues about light skin versus dark skin people. To me, the issue came up almost immediately, and the issue started from Andy Cohen. Yep, always does. The questions to Mary. The first episode was full of constant questions to Mary, mm-hmm. questions about the way she looked. Why her hair was bad in the season. Why her hair was bad. Andy Cohen asked her why her hair was bad in the season. Andy Cohen, this is a petition to get you to stop Mm -mm. commenting on people's looks. This is a petition to get Andy Cohen to stop doing the reunion. And give me his job. Yeah. I would be very good at it. Give it to someone like Nicole Byer. Give it to someone. Give it to a woman. A woman should be hosting the reunion of Housewives. A woman should be making money from being executive producer of Housewives. That's beyond the point. This isn't an Andy Cohen bashing episode. We could spend, Mm -hmm. I think, an hour or two talking about that. But just this kind of bashing of Mary in the beginning. And Mary played it off very well. She defended herself very well. She said, you know, I didn't know I was going to be a full-on cast member. Mm -hmm. I, I wasn't prepared, blah, 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 blah. I didn't know how I would be perceived, blah, blah, blah. Brushed off a lot of the very negative, very... Uh, racially charged questions. Yeah. and uh, Because, I'm sorry, Meredith wore a horrible wig. Mm-hmm. And we didn't talk about it. Yeah, the 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 wet wig, the, it the was, slick back wig. That's her hair. I'm talking about in oh. the blue outfit. <laughs> okay, well, <laughs> I have problems with her own hair. <laughs> but, Meredith, it doesn't look good back like that. That, like, blue sweater dress thing. Mm-hmm. She had that crooked, the crooked short one. wig. Uh, <laughs> Meredith, you don't need wigs. <laughs> so we didn't talk about that, and we had to talk about Mary's wig. I yeah, guess. Andy Cohen didn't ask Meredith one question about her hair. And he uh, did that with Karen. He made fun of Karen's wigs on Potomac. He does Ugh. it all the time. Um, he... I remember when he told Kathy on season four of New Jersey that she yellow light on the plastic surgery. Yeah. Yellow light. 
Whoa. Andy Cohen has done and said so many countless things to get him fired and removed from television. I have a hard time watching him in the reunions, but, you know, he does his job. He brings the drama. He lets the women uh, get worked up. One thing I do like is that he openly laughs at them. Oh, yeah. In their faces. He has no <laughs> hair anymore. The audience questions have gotten so harsh, and yeah. he has just gotten so blasé in the way he delivers any kind of hosting or any kind of question. He's such a dick. Holding back laughter, yep. which is ridiculous. Every time they're on break, he goes straight to his phone yeah. and is locked on it for five minutes. So then we kind of get into a discussion um, about the way Jen has treated Brooks on social media. Um, Jen called Brooks white privileged. Yes, kind of. And Meredith took immense issue to this. Yes. Uh, because Meredith says Brooks used his own money to start, to start his, his fashion, fashion line. Yeah. To which Andy responded by pointing out a comment Jen made that the fashion line was just a jumpsuit. Yeah. That started an even bigger argument. Meredith eventually gives this kind of soliloquy. Don't talk about my children. Yeah, she kind if of. If you talk about or my, my husband family, or my marriage, I will disengage. Yeah, and it's you are not my friend, is what she said. Yep. Um, she drew a line. And then also we have then the Lisa Heather conflict. This conflict just seems to be based in the two women's hatred for each other. It's they can't find anything to like about each other. It's based in the fact that I believe Heather is lying about the fact that they knew each other in college. Do you and think Heather's lying? Yes. Hasn't Lisa admitted that they went to college together? They she admitted they went to college together, but they'd never met in college. And on the reunion part two, Lisa shows a text from 2017 where Lisa says can't wait to actually meet you in person and heather says same here Ooh. so that's pretty damning evidence that they hadn't met in person until 2017 which is what lisa had claimed the whole time yeah so it seems like lisa did not call well i mean does that does this mean that lisa did not call heather a good time girl uh lisa said that she heard Heather was a good time girl. Hmm. So so I think the beef is still there. I think that was just a dig. Yeah. I don't think she actually heard that. I think that was just a dig for no yeah. reason. Uh so I think Lisa was lying there, but I think um Heather then takes this and kind of riles up Lisa. Oh yes. And Whitney doesn't help. It seems that at the reunion, Heather has kind of realized that she is She's one the of star. the most popular of of the season. She got a DM from Rihanna. Yeah. And she's feeling herself. Yeah. She feels powerful on top of a big tall high horse. Yep. And it showed. And I believe there are some moments and we can do it you'll see it in the scene. I think Heather kind of gaslights Lisa. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Which is crazy. Yep. And I don't know whether this is genuine beef between the two women or Heather just trying to stir the pot again. I think it's Heather trying to stir the pot and taking it too far because she... She feels she, belittled by Lisa. And Heather needs to realize that everyone else isn't playing the same game. Well, let's think about 
when you think about all of these women and the two of them specifically, they have the most in common with each other. They are the two up and coming CEOs. They both run a business now. And they're both detached from the Mormon church in a sense. But Lisa still has the happy Mormon family. She's still sealed. And Heather is divorced from Billy Gay. Fuck Billy Gay. And she's exiled from the church in a sense. Yeah, exiled from her community. Where she sees that Lisa can run a tequila company and kind of do her version of Mormonism and still be accepted. And so she's got some prejudice there. Yeah. Some Mormon prejudice. Definitely. Yep. And we see this a lot in the reunion. This seems to be the basis of their entire argument. And, you know, we can sit here and talk about their argument, but it's just the two of them talking over each other constantly. I don't think you can realistically take out one sentence of it. No, but... Both of them are monologuing at the same time. And it seems like it's... They keep talking so that the other person isn't heard. Exactly. Lisa doesn't want these lies to be spread, but... Both of but them Heather are at doesn't fault. Want Lisa to expose the truth. So both of them are freaking out. Yeah. So and their beef is, is ridiculous. It's very dramatic. Carry and on to season two. Definitely. And I'm kind of disappointed by it. I'm kind of disappointed in Heather. It's I kind of childish. She could have handled the situation a little bit better. I think she could have stopped pushing when their argument was done. Yeah. Because, yes, it is your job in the reunion to argue, but it is not your job to bring up the same argument over and over and over again. Mm -hmm. Like, we dealt with you and Lisa. Stop bringing up stuff with you and Lisa whenever Lisa spoke. Whenever Lisa spoke, Heather would interject and say something. And that bothered me the most. Heather, it seems, uh, isn't willing to recognize a lot of her own insecurities, her insecurities around a lot of these women and uh, the ways it comes out, uh, especially when she drinks... Uh, and particularly during the reunion. Yeah. And I think this all then culminates when they finally had their big final discussion about Jen's behavior mm-hmm. throughout the season, which we've kind of performed quite a bit of the biggest moments of here, I feel like. Yeah. Um, but. Jen certainly at this time recognizes how she comes across. She knows that she's. More fiery than the other women. She's more quick to emotion. She's more defensive and she realized than these women. How and she's being perceived. Yeah. And she used particularly the third part of the reunion mm-hmm. uh, to take that platform and say, you don't understand my background in life as a person of color in Utah. And you can't recognize that maybe some of these walls I've built are not because of you, Mm -hmm. but because of how I know I'm being perceived by not only you all, but my community at large. Yes. I'm married to a black man. I have black children. She basically tells them all, you need to think about my perspective and how you come across when you tell a woman like me that they're aggressive or that... They're loud. They're loud. Yeah, exactly. And th- the white women of the group failed to recognize. Walls went up immediately. That the word, the specific language they chose mm-hmm. are triggers. All of them started going off on speeches. Well, well, you know, Jen, I'm not yeah, racist. Heather, then Whitney, then Meredith. You know, I'm I'm supporting the fight. I I'm I'm in this fight. Yeah, Meredith says I would like, never. White privilege is real. Yeah, and we're like, yeah, 
but you but you're not recognizing that you have it yeah you're and not that, checking your own privilege yeah. and so i hope this is a conversation that carries into season two i hope it's something that jen and mary continue to call out in the women and i hope mary does it more yeah I think we got to see Mary and Jen come together a lot and empower each other. That was very sweet after their contentious relationship. I think they recognized that they are were, stronger together. Yeah, yeah. And I think um, maybe this is just editing, but I feel like we saw kind of a moment of Mary realizing that. Mm-hmm. And she was like, okay. And I'm ready to see them become friends in season two. Yeah. That's a big prediction. I, I really, I really hope we see them come together because... I, I think they can find a lot of support in each other. And I think hopefully, and again, it's not their job to teach these women, but I hope they show these women the effect of, of them not recognizing their own privilege. Oh, and can we talk about Whitney? Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Whitney had a strange moment. Uh, when they were taking accused of white privilege. They were taking a break. So it was a moment they didn't know they were being filmed. Yeah. Which are the juiciest moments. But I mean, they all know they're being filmed. So Whitney gets on the phone with her husband, Justin, and goes, are you still here? And then goes, she brought up the racism accusation. The racism accusation? Like it was already a discussed thing. So Whitney's nervous. Whitney's... You can tell that they're... Trying to keep it tight publicity-wise. It was like Jimmy Fallon when RuPaul went, a drag queen! (gasps) It It was that. Yeah. It was that that kind of reaction. I don't want to get canceled. And like Meredith kind of said that in her speech to Jen, where she was like, you can't make that kind of st- bold mm-hmm. accusation when you know what happens to people when that happens. Honey, everybody's racist. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Yeah. I'm racist. You're racist. Everyone I know Bob is a little bit racist. Bob the says all white people are inherently racist. It's yes. just a fact. All non-trans people are inherently transphobic. We live in it. We live with all it. All non-gay people are inherently homophobic. We're complicit. It's, that's how society works. Yep. Recognize it in yourself. Yeah. Talk about it. Recognize your Check own fault. Check yourself at the door. Please, for the love of God. And particularly when a woman of color tells you that what you're saying to her is hurtful and stereotypical, listen. Don't get defensive immediately. Don't pull the, you know I'm not racist. Yeah. These women have a lot of work to do when it comes to how they think they're perceived. And as I said before, this is the most diverse cast that Housewives <laughs> have ever had. This is also the most liberal cast Definitely. we've ever had. Surprisingly. That being said. They're all very woke. That is proof. There's a lot of virtue signaling This is proof of performative liberalism at its finest. Heather Gay was bullied in the beginning of the season. People were calling her the first trans housewife. Oof. Horrible. And she made this whole thing about like, I am not trans, but I'm here to support trans lives, all this, all this. Mm -hmm. Heather, if you're going to fight for that cause, you have to fight for every cause. Exactly. So recognize. But I will say what was quickly brought up in episode three was Jen Shaw making comments about Heather Gay looking like Shrek. Oh, a manatee or Shrek. Yeah. You will never be an actress because the only roles you'll ever be will be a manatee or Shrek. That (laughs) that's. Crossing a line. <laughs> that is Ooh. too far. Too far, Densha. Yeah, that is that is fat phobic at yeah. its finest. Densha, you need to check that. Moral of the story, these women are far from perfect. They have a lot of work on themselves to do, and they have a lot of work when it comes to how they 
communicate with other people, with other women, with other peers. And I think that's like a microcosm for like how the country is a lot of the time, especially liberals. Particularly in liberal bubbles, like the one we live in, many of the towns in Oregon, California, Utah, Salt Lake City mostly. These women are lucky that they get the opportunity to watch it back. Mm-hmm. And see how that could be perceived. And they get to go on Twitter and read how people are reacting. Because people, a lot of people in these liberal bubbles don't get that. Nope. And they just stay that way. Yeah. So I hope a lot of people saw their own faults in this as well. Mm-hmm. That's what I'm hopeful for. Once again, I, Jen, we support you. Jen, we love you. Yeah. I get where you're coming from. Yeah, I think she was <laughs> treated pretty unfairly in the reunion i don't think she was supported by andy at all she was not supported by production no and i think that's why she splashed a cameraman yeah she was being attacked yep and no one was helping her yeah except for coach shaw and we fucking love you coach we shaw. love coach shaw coach shaw's a good man yeah one of the best house husbands mm-hmm. we've ever had oh but one other thing i wanted to touch on also mm-hmm. about this reunion that i think is kind of fucked yeah why the fuck wasn't meredith back and her friend she mm-hmm. was not helping Lisa out at all. No, Meredith was there for herself. They have been friends for 10 years. Meredith's given up on everyone, on Jen, on Lisa. If I was in a situation like that with my best friend and everyone was attacking me, Whitney and Heather, bad weather, mm-hmm. and my best friend of 10 years was sitting there yep. closed-lipped, what the fuck? Didn't even do the witch spell with her? <laughs> You know those Latin chants are better when two witches do them. You know Lisa They're more powerful. The Ugh. But I feel Bad like friend. that is going to be something we also see in season two. Meredith doesn't recognize that, you know, her defensiveness is also selfishness. Yep. She's closing off from people who are genuinely her best friends. Yeah, and I think Meredith's obsession with her looks also signals that as well. Yeah. Um, But I think we're going to see a lot of Jen, Lisa, and Mary against Whitney, Heather, and Meredith. Yeah, I think some lines have been drawn in the sand. And, uh, you know, <sighs> TV-wise, you love to see it, but personally, it kind of made me sad at the end of the season that I really enjoyed watching. Yeah, It ended on a weird tone Yeah, uh, with the women all experiencing a kind of anxiety and tension that is a little too on the nose for our times. And I was I was disappointed that that these women who I've come to love and respect so much were falling back on on stupid, such stupid. childish behavior yeah. and such ignorant behavior. It made me sad. That being said, it I'm I'm excited for. I'm interested to see how they two. learn and grow. I'm hopeful that they will. I think all of these women can. Out of all of the cast to... of Housewives. This is the strongest group of women. This is the most powerful group of women all together. Independent, successful. It's really cool to see. Yeah. And so I hope that they can grow from this moment. But I'm I'm nervous for the drama we're going to see in season two. Definitely. But I want to perform some of my favorite moments for the reunion or I'll freaking pop. I'll freaking explode! <laughs> <laughs> so please enjoy. The Salt Lake Reunion. <sighs> it's the reunion. 
Andy isn't high on coke, probably smoked a ton of weed before this though, and the women are ready to dish on the season and fight with each other for our entertainment. Andy begins by reading viewer questions clearly written by the production team. Blaine from Albuquerque, New Mexico said, Meredith, what was your reaction when you saw Jen making fun of Brooke's sweatsuit collection? Were you appalled that an older woman would be picking on a child? 100%. I wasn't picking on Brooks, his clothing line. I, I, I don't feel like I was being mean. It's it's one sweatsuit that does not establish mm. a fashion line. Anyone's going to say that. That's not me being mean. He saved his own money to launch his brand. Yes, it was a beginning. It was a step. And he should be commended, not criticized. Was that the thing you were insulted by, or was it something else? You, you know what? The, the, the comment was whatever. I didn't think it was particularly nice, but it's not untrue. There was one tracksuit in the fashion show that's 100% true, but it wasn't said out of kindness. So I wasn't thrilled with that because because you know it's my child he's not a, a housewife right right Miriam Cosby chimes in but they were they were a little different they had a little <laughs> Andy laughs at her <laughs> side note I think Mary was maybe trying to say fag <laughs> or something <What? laughs> like faggy <laughs> and that is why Andy laughed bottoms up and the devil laughs <laughs> but what really agitated me much more was the continuation on social media over these last couple of months, weeks, wh- whatever it's been. Uh, so I no, I didn't post anything about was, Brooks. He was definitely uh, no, I never posted anything about for Brooks, it and it was encouraged. No, I never posted uh, you about did. Brooks. You come did. on, Meredith. Meredith, stop you lying. You did. I am not lying. Yeah, you are lying. I have not attacked Brooks, and I'm not no. gonna allow you you're, to say that don't you're talking That's about Brooks accurate. right I'm not saying you addressed him directly you just said that was that about the vagina comment it was about the vagina comment we're gonna get into that we're gonna get into the vagina <laughs> Rosh Ram from Manchester UK said Jen how do you feel about Meredith's son telling her not to be friends with you because you don't know how to control yourself. Okay, Brooks did not tell me to not be friends with her. Is he meddling in grown folks business? What did you say? Brooks did not tell me not to be friends with her. That is not true. Um, I was hurt and I was shocked because I, you know, I care about Meredith's kids and I thought I didn't know he felt that way. I didn't think you were intentionally trying to rattle my children. I don't think that at all. But you know, you are a big personality. As you well know, that's no shock to anyone. And then there was the high leg kicks with no underwear and that was that. And you know, I would have never talked about any of this if you'd have just said, Meredith, I would never want to see your kids uncomfortable. You didn't even have to apologize. I didn't even know there was a problem. Or Meredith. you could just say, I'm sorry I that, know that they there saw was a problem. my vagina. Or you could just say, I'm sorry that they I didn't had know that there was a problem. Leave, I guess. They left and went to Best Buy because they were uncomfortable. 100%. And did they see her vagina? Yes. Did you know they saw your vagina? No! 
Moving on. Mary, did Meredith and Lisa say to you that they were scared of Jen? No. Cut to never before seen footage from earlier that season. Mary is on FaceTime with Lisa. So Whitney was saying that you told her I'm afraid of Jen? Mm-hmm. I, I, I didn't believe it, but I do think you guys are afraid of her. Like, I, I'm not afraid of Jen. I'm not afraid of Jen. Back to the reunion. Then why did you tell Whitney that they did? Because I said they are. You said they are, but they did not tell you that. No. There we go. Then why were you so excited to tell her that we were afraid to cause Because discord? basically what was happening no. is that you're no, perpetu- no, oh, no, oh, I'm, I'm not sorry. done talking. I'm so sorry. Set it up and all agree to disagree. Oh God, go, ahead. go ahead. Go ahead. Heather, go ahead. No, 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 you're no, no. no. Lisa, go, go for it, Lisa. When you t- kept saying he you were terrified, scared, you said he you were her lapdog. You said, care. I am like Jen's lapdog. I am terrified. I was, I was scared. At Cultivate! Cut to never before seen footage. Heather is at lunch with Lisa after the 1920s party. While her personality is more intimidation and fear. People like don't want to make her mad, but like she has thrown down. I don't get that from her. Is that crazy? I don't feel that from Jen. Oh, I totally get that. Like she scares the shit out of me. Are you kidding me? She doesn't scare you. No, not even a little bit. Back to the reunion. Why is it you want to tell Jen that I'm scared of her and I was standing right in front of you? Ask me what I said. Lisa, you acted terrified of her. The way you kiss her I am ass. not terrified of her. Jen, am I terrified of you? No, you told the me. The whole world knows you're terrified of her. No one in this room is scared of her as you are, really. I am not afraid of Jen. Here we go. Weather. Whitney and Heather. Bad weather, tornado, spin the truth, destroy! That's what you do! Done! Um, hopefully that'll take off more than Janisa, because that one is really falling flat. You know what? I hope they say Janisa, because I actually am her friend and I actually care about her. Miriam Cosby starts laughing uncontrollably. <laughs> Heather is crazy. Ding, dang, dong, sing, sang, song, bing, bang, bong. UK love. Okay. (laughs) All right, all right, all right. All right. (laughs) My Bible give you scabies. (laughs) I will eat your babies. My Bible give you scabies. So, that was... Real Housewives of Salt Lake City. <laughs> that that does it. What a motherfucking ride. We talked about it. We've been watching for, what, like 10, 12 weeks now? Yes. It's been a while. So, Sam. Rollins. Would you recommend The Real Housewives of Salt Lake City? <laughs> I would recommend Real Housewives of Salt Lake City and have recommended Salt Lake City to everyone, to yep. my mother, to friends. If you love... High drama. If you love Chekhov and Ibsen. Oh, yes. If you love women. If you love Mormons. Sure. Utah. Mm. Tequila. Delicious. Anything. Watch this show. Watch the show. It's got something for everyone. You'll find love in one of these women. Definitely. You'll uh, find heart. You'll You'll... You'll find something to care about in each and every one of these women. I think this is also great if you have never watched Housewives before. Great entry point. Great entry point. I have introduced every many people to great. Housewives because of this season. So please, please, please 
get into it. Support this show because it is the most diverse cast. I will never not stop saying that. And they rock. They rock. I said it. Yep. Are you excited for season two? I cannot wait for season two. Like I said, we ended on a kind of rocky note. Yep. I hope we see some more drama and then I hope we see it resolved quickly because I love all these women and I really just kind of want to see them get along. That or I want to see them all realize they're on a TV show so it's no holds barred. Mm-hmm. What about you? You can't wait for season two? I'm pumped. I want mm-hmm. it now. It's coming soon. They're filming now, right? They're filming now. So we shall see. We'll see. SLC. SLC in a COVID timeline. But That'll be interesting. But besides all that, besides all this. All right. All right. What are you watching right now? Who? What? That you would recommend to the freaking world? Am I watching right now? Well, we just talked about a show that I think makes people feel good. They turn it on when they want to blub out, watch some trash. Definitely. Uh, The show that I just started is kind of a left turn from that. Um, I started watching Alan V. Farrow on HBO Max. I almost forgot which of the HBOs I had because uh-huh. there's been too many HBOs. We talked about that last week. And it's about, um, if you don't know, Woody Allen is a bad, bad man and a pervert. And um, if you want to find out all about it in great graphic detail with home video footage, check out Alan V. Farrow. But if you don't like that, if... That kind of thing might give you some bad bad vibes, bad memories. Uh, don't check it out. <laughs> Can't recommend that show to everybody. Important watch. Yeah. Tough watch. What about you, Rollins? What are you watching? I Something fun? kind of just wanted to recommend some other Housewives seasons yeah. for people who maybe are interested now that you've listened to all this. Uh, here are some other juicy juices. Housewives of New Jersey seasons three mm. and four. Mm. This is um, some iconic moments. That's peak New Jersey. This is peak New Best Jersey. Cast. This is not table flip. Who cares? We've all seen the table flip. Move yeah, on. We've all seen it on but YouTube. But this is the fight at the christening. This mm-hmm. is Christmas pageant dress. This is really good Teresa Giudice, Caroline Manzo fighting, which yeah. is peak New Jersey. It's like the most Sopranos Housewives gets. Yes. Real Housewives of Beverly Hills season five. That is mm. Lisa Rinna. Don't talk about my husband. That Lisa is, Rinna is iconic. Yes. And one of the goddesses of the Housewives cinematic universe. Real Housewives of Beverly Hills season nine. That is the Vanderpump Dogs scandal. It is a very important, very essential view. Real quick, real quick, can we talk about did you hear someone shot Lady Gaga's dog walker yes. and stole her dog? Store dogs. What the fuck? What is going on in this planet? Who would do such a thing? Who how does someone think I bet I could figure out who Lady Gaga's dog walker is, and then I'm going to take my semi-automatic and shoot him and steal her dogs? Horrifying. Oh, my God. Anyway, sorry. I just thought we should maybe touch on that. And then my final recommendation is Real Housewives of Potomac Season Mm, 5. Potomac. That is when Monique drags Candace, (laughs) and it is very good. Um, Can I talk real quickly about something? That kind of has to do with what we talked about last week. Oh, I also had a talking point about something we talked about last week. Go ahead. Last week, obviously, we talked about streaming services. Mm -hmm. And there was one streaming service that I left out. Because, you know, this podcast is called Too Much TV. Okay. And this streaming service doesn't offer television. 
recently I found out I I did some more research on. I had some opinions about this service before. And then I did some research because (laughs) there's two games that I've really been wanting to play. And if you don't know me, I only have a Switch. I play lots of Nintendo games. Pretty casual gamer. But I really wanted to play Cyberpunk 2077 and uh, EA's Jedi Fallen Order. Mm -hmm. And I found out Google Stadia is a service that exists. Yes, it We're does. not sponsored. Not sponsored. And you can go on and buy a game like Cyberpunk or Jedi Fallen Order. Yep. And you can play it on your computer or on your TV. You can get or your phone. a Chrome. Ca- you can get you, you can get a Chromecast Ultra and play it on there. You can get a controller that Google offers. There's so many options. So many ways to play. So many different video games. They got Red Dead Redemption on there. It's crazy. Yep. So this is my endorsement for Google Stadia. If you have a okay Wi-Fi connection <coughs> and you don't have a PS4 or a PS5 or an Xbox. Do it. Check out Stadia. Why not? What did you want to talk about? Um, I'm pissed. Oh. I have to get Paramount <laughs> Plus now. What? Because of the Avatar universe? No. What? I'm mad because Drag because Race, Drag Race All, All Stars, Stars is, and they're like Eurovision. Well, what, what Drag is, Race All Stars is now a Paramount Plus original. Yep, it's moving from VH1, what? which is already owned by Viacom by Paramount. That's so annoying. It makes sense, kind of. International All Stars is coming. To and Plus. and can you explain to me what this singing competition is? There's a singing competition. You you don't know about this? <laughs> no. So World of Wonder is producing an original show for Paramount Plus, and it is a Eurovision-style singing competition for drag queens. What? It sounds amazing. New drag queen singing contest. I can't believe you haven't heard of this. Oh, this is what I thought. This is produced by World of Wonder. This is what I thought International All-Stars was. Mm. I believe International All-Stars will come to Paramount Plus, but this is coming first. And Paramount Plus comes out next week. Holy fucking Christ. And, you know, I have a little streaming service called CBS All Access. Do you happen to know if when Paramount Plus comes out, my CBS All Access account will turn into a Paramount Plus account? It should. <gasps> That's exciting news. Yeah, Expect Plus- a full review of Paramount Plus, maybe on Patreon. We promise we're going to get some content on there, guys. Yeah, this is crazy. Okay, well, we're at the end of the podcast. We're just we're just talking longest about. pod ever. <laughs> yeah, this is probably this is gonna be a two hour one. Yeah, uh, let us know what you think. Let Sam, us know. sorry, go. Let us know your thoughts. You can you can tweet us. You can Instagram us. Sam. You can comment on SoundCloud. <laughs> See where could the people find you, Rollins? <laughs> Rollins. Maybe maybe let me finish my thought and then I'll plug my Instagram. <laughs> I just I just want some audience engagement. <laughs> I want to know what the people like, what the people want to see more of, what they want to see less of. And if you want to tell us that stuff, you can find me on Twitter at SamuelKimmel69 or on Instagram at Samuel underscore Soup Brand. Now, I'll give Rollins the floor completely uninterrupted. Thank 
you, Sam. You're welcome. You can find me on Instagram at Rollinsness. That's Rollins N E S S on Twitter at Rollins Etch. You can find the show at Too Much TV Pod on Twitter <laughs> and Instagram. Join us next week. What are we talking about next week, Rollins? It was Agatha all along. We are talking about WandaVision. Oh, baby. we're going to talk about Catherine Hahn. <laughs> I have never been so turned on by a Marvel. By a Marvel. By a Marvel. (laughs) (laughs) And that's how we're ending this episode, everybody. Thanks for listening. See you later. Love you.